I have been uh, a long time away, which uh, I'm sure most folks here are aware of, and I cannot thank you enough for the prayers. I have uh, definitely felt on this whole experience. It'll be three weeks on Monday since I finally, I had the knee, not the same one, but another one implanted, and um, much different experience than the first time. So things are going well, still a little slow on my feet, but again, thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart for your prayers. It's, um, it's been good. Thank you again. Peter, in our second reading this afternoon, he tells us to be ready. He says to be ready to explain the reason for our hope. Most of us have lots of questions uh, as we've lived our lives, but uh, there are really a few just a few that are important to us and that we find meaning in our very being and in our faith. And I don't know about Eric, but I spent most of the first year of my uh, time in seminary, in fact, myself and all of my classmates, um, really focusing on these four questions. And, uh, you know, all the theology and the scripture and that we were taking at that time helped to focus in on me. So here is how Christians explain the reason for our hope. And the first question is, is there any purpose to my life? You know, life is filled with so many senseless events, the mindless tragedies that uh, we see happening all around us, you know, terrorist attacks, hostages, abuse of children, uh, broken marriages, um, you know, treason of friends, envy of neighbors, and the list, of course, can go on and on. And, and we live out our days trying to keep our heads above water with, with all of this happening. Sometimes we might even wonder, well, you know, who cares? You know, do we live alone? Do we die alone? I've heard people say that it feels that way to them. But I think we all wish and hope that it is otherwise. And this wish is not just a private whim. Because there is buried deep inside each and every one of us, inside of the human personality, the, the conviction that life does have a meaning. And, and we experience it when, when something goes well. We experience it when someone loves us or, or you know, we, we sense the harmony of God's universe, or the feelings of peace that we get in times of our lives. In various ways, we come to the realization that life is in good hands. And when we come to that point, and perhaps it's many times in our lives, then you know, we realize that, that we do, we, we believe in God. And then the second question of our lives is, are there, are there any grounds for hope? And from many different points of view, much of life goes badly. I've had six and a half months of that kind of an experience, believe me. 
you know, maybe there's some difficulty in our lives that we have to move through. Uh, it's physical. Or maybe that new house is not quite what we expected, or our marriage ends up pretty much like other marriages. Or maybe the kids are just flat out ungrateful. And then even when we get what we want, we remain restless. We, we graduate to a new life and we discover that it, it feels a lot like the old life. You know, the, the dream girl or the, the dream boy wakes up with bad breath too. So why bother? Why hope? Yet we cannot stop hoping any more than, than we can stop breathing. Our subconscious believes in its immortality. And there is everyday evidence for that belief. And we all like sleeping. I've gotten enough of it over the last few months. Um, and sleep gives us a new lease on life. The time, time heals wounds, friendships revive, love is reborn. But can we trust our instincts in those fits of hopefulness? You know, is that bright golden haze on the meadow a, a firm promise of real happiness? Or is it just a mirage to lure us deeper into the desert. And to tell you the truth, there really is no way of knowing. Because who in the world would dare to project their private hope on the rest of humankind? But there is someone who has done that. And he is Jesus Christ. And he, he told us to dream our most impossible dreams to hope our wildest hope. And he says that if we do this, we will not have even begun to imagine what our Father has in store for us. And Jesus is the symbol, Jesus is the sacrament of our deepest hope. And if he rose all of the way from crucifixion, then we can very easily survive the lesser losses of our lives. And so, we believe in Jesus Christ. Now the third question, is it safe to trust? And many of us are frozen in fear. We fear that we might lose our job, we might fail at something, that people might talk about us, we might get cancer, or we might get lumped in with everybody else. We're afraid of war, we're afraid of the greenhouse and uh, the White House effect as well. The secondhand smoke, you know, there's just lots of things that we are afraid of that keep us frozen. And to forestall fear, we build up defenses and we become tense and irritable and rigid. We fight fear by becoming cautious and conservative and, and we end up living tight, narrow, dull lives. 
but once in a while there's a breakthrough. You know, we, we discover that to enjoy intimacy, we must stop being ashamed. To succeed, we must be open to failure. And to have a friend, we, you know, we have to realize that we may be subject to betrayal. In fear and trembling, we open ourselves up and we discover that more often than not, life really is better. There are moments of grace when the Spirit of God urges our own spirit into trusting that, that the universe is floating in an atmosphere of benevolent goodness in God's arms. And thus we come to believe in the Holy Spirit. And then the last question, and that's, will it all end well for us? And we all love happy endings. That's why we get into the fairy tales as children. You know, no matter how great the literature, if the hero fails, however, we, we feel that our own lives are in peril. And no matter how trashy the novel, if the hero muddles through, we, you know, we think that we also have a chance. You know, we, we don't demand that life be fair. We allow that others might be stronger than us, or smarter, or prettier, or healthier, or luckier. And we go through life suffering the slings and the arrows, but only temporarily. Because we want it to end well. And once in a while, there are glimpses of getting ahead. An estranged friend calls. We succeed at something unexpectedly. We make a, well for me it's making the traffic light, you know, it's uh, those small little things. And if we watch closely, we discover enough gracious hints to make us believe in a happy ending to our whole life story. And thus, and thus then, with Father and Son and Holy Spirit, we learn to believe in that reason for our hope, which is life everlasting.